What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Spotify. We're also on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. You may be watching us there right now. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. We do not have a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, our fantasy and gambling partners, our fantasy partner, Prize Picks. Use the code FIVE, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Again, use that code FIVE. You get it up to $100. This is free money to play. There are no rollovers. And yes, it's legal in the state of Florida and many other states. So go to prize picks, play the props, two, three, four, five, six players together, play the heat, play the NBA, play MMA, play golf, play whatever it is you want to play there. It's all there on the board. Even eSports, you can play that. Go to prize picks, use the code five. Our betting partner, Better Edge, use the code five RSN for that one. You get $20 to play. It's a stock exchange for sports betting. What does that mean? You get to find the line you want, which is pretty damn cool. And you're betting against others who are playing on the app. You're not betting against the book. And because of that, again, it is legal in the state of Florida and also in 43 other states. So check out betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN for $20 free to play. Prize picks. Use the code 5. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Yikes. Uh. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like Buffett said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor here on the Five Reasons podcast channels as well as the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow me at Greg Sylvander. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. The Miami Heat are two and three on their current homestand. After a loss to Cleveland, they got another game with Cleveland that is coming up here. We are going to do an absence makes the heart grow founder episode because we are at that point of the season. And I was talking about this on starting nine this morning, which feels like many, many, many hours ago. 
But there are no more markers for this team. There is no, uh, you know, trades that can be made. There's no buyout deadline coming up. There's no savior coming back from injury. I'm sorry, Yurt. Uh, there's none of that stuff here right now. And so what's happening? Heat fans are longing for Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry. And I'm not saying all of them are longing for that. But I put up a poll, and I could not believe the results of this poll. Like, Greg, you you put it on our chat. Fascinating. You couldn't believe it either. I put up a poll. Which of these shooting specialists, by the way, both of whom are shooting in the low 30s from three, which of these shooting specialists, Duncan Robinson or Max Drews, should be the primary shooting specialist? 76%, as we're speaking, chose Duncan Robinson, not Max Drews. It would be not hyperbole to say that those results would be reversed towards the end of last season or really even early this season. In fact, I think it probably would 90 to 10 in favor of Struess at that point. And that may be even, that may be conservative. It's now 76 to 24 the other way. And the point guard situation, which maybe I'm guilty of this one as well, because I pushed for Gabe Vincent to start, but Gabe's been incredibly inconsistent since getting that starting role and he's not closing now. And now, all of a sudden, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter. Well, if Kyle was there, at least they'd be able to organize the offense. I mean, that's the stage of desperation that the fan base is in right now. I'll go to you first on this, Alex. Is there any sense to be made of the Max Struess, Duncan Robinson flip at this stage? Well, the sense to be made of it is that we have come full circle. And, you know, it's pretty funny that that we're back here again, because I really I did not think that even with Max's um, shooting slump this season, that that people were going to start clamoring for Duncan. Like even with that kind of seeming predictable, if you really think about the way that this is things have been happening for a couple of seasons, the way that people react to players. I I thought people were absolutely done with Duncan. It felt like it it was a you know, it was a thing where everybody agreed that he was done. you know, the dribble handoff offense died along with his rotation minutes. And now we've really come full circle. And it's amazing. And I said this on a recent pod, but I wanted to expand on it because it's amazing how cyclical this has become with both of them, right? Like they had their really high, um, high level shooting season. Duncan had two of them, to be fair. He had two amazingly high, high level um, regular seasons when it comes to his shooting, right? The, the thing I'll give Max is he only had one season, but he had a playoff run where he was absolutely instrumental, um, you know, top five and on-off data during the playoffs. He was a big positive for them. Whereas Duncan, you know, he had, a I think, a positive playoff run in 2020. But I, I think Max, between the two of them, um, I'll give him the edge there for just playoff performance. So I don't want to equate the two players like they're the same. We've talked, you know, a, a bunch of times already about the differences between the two. I think... Duncan is more of a shooting specialist than Max is. I think Max has kind of been put in that role. And if you look at his college numbers and the way that he kind of came up as a player, he was a good shooter, but he was not a shooting specialist the way that Duncan Robinson was. And so I, I do think he's, you know, he wasn't meant to be in the role of, of you know, where he's some, he's somebody trying to get the gravity going for the rest of the team. I think it's a little bit too much on him. So that's fair. But it's just funny that we're back here. And I think both of them, you know, speaking of the cycle, have had similar um, there's been similar things here where like they the shooting falls off, teams adjust to the plays that they run with them, might send a, a little bit extra help. And uh, both of them, 
when that happened, got a little bit better as time went on at reading the game. And, and it shows when I was looking at their numbers in both of their like assist percentage, the years that their shooting fell off, the assist percentage went up. Uh, you know, they figured out how to, you know, kind of, for example, come off a handoff, turn that into a pick and roll, try to attack the rim. And like Max has shown some development there, which is cool. But just like we were saying, when that was happening with Duncan, you know, it's like all that stuff is cute. But if you're not making the shots, it really doesn't matter because there's such negatives on defense. And look, Max is a better defender than Duncan. It's fine. He's stock here. But, you know, it is what it is. They're both kind of, you know, they lean one sided player. That's kind of how they are. I think Max is a little bit closer to being two sided, but there, there's a lot of similarities here. I'm not entirely sure, though, that Max is a much better defensive player than Duncan at this stage. We're, we're going to get into that in the next part of this. I, I think I, that was the narrative I pushed also. But watching it lately, I'm not quite sure about it. You know what's amazing? They're shooting the exact same percentage from three, Greg. They're both at 33.5%. But? Uh, but, but, I mean, Duncan is on – hold on. Duncan is on uh, 4.8 attempts in, in the games that he's played. Max is at 7.3 attempts. Uh, but – it, it is kind of remarkable to me. There it is. And they also have the exact same effective field goal percentage. That is wild. <laughs> I, right. So I, where it, are it's, we cra- it's crazy that we got here. I think that that is a, a, a insight to be taken from this because like it really is cyclical as, as Alex said, but here's the crazy thing for me. And here's the case to be made for Duncan Robinson. One, I think fans and the poll that you referenced earlier, like, absence makes the heart grow fonder that's uh one way of looking at it it's also that there's just there's a chance that he could figure it out and i will point to this stat in his 17 games played at home duncan robinson is shooting 40 percent from three on five or six attempts which great so, well, i'm glad you pointed it out because that's a complete flip from what happened last season remember right. the prop the problem last season was at home he was in the low 20s at right. home early last season. That's why he lost his starting job. It's like he could not play in front of the home fans. We all kind of called it imposter syndrome. He was okay on the road. He was awful at You're home. Right. Now it's flipped. And and so just to close on this thought, when I, you know, I have to pivot between micro view, like what's going to help tomorrow's game against the Cavs and macro view. And I also have to be say there could be an argument to be made for Max Struess is an impending free agent and anything he does go forward is going to be incremental to whatever salary he gets. Duncan Robinson, you have a depressed asset that you need to get revived. And why not take a shot with that guy, give him a run here and see if maybe he can regain some of his value. And so anyway, I think that there's, um, there's angles to this and I wouldn't be surprised if you see Duncan get a shot, but I ultimately think that um, Spolster is not going to be able to go that drastic of a shift as just swapping them out completely. I think that that's too drastic. You guys uh, think that that's in the cards? No, I, I, I don't think it's going to be swapped out entirely. I think that there's going to be a much shorter leash on Max. I mean, there already is, but I think that we could see some second halves that maybe Duncan gets plugged into the rotation instead. I don't think either of them is going to close. I mean, Max closed because they needed a three at the end and he ended up taking the shot against Cleveland. He wasn't really a closer in that group. He was brought off uh, to try to make a shot at the end because really you didn't want a whole depot shooting. Like that's, that's pretty much where that was. Fascinating thing though, when I talked to somebody inside the organization pretty high up about this yesterday, who brought up Max out of nowhere, 
and said, well, we're talking about the season and kind of where it's gone and players getting in and out and all the rest of this stuff. And one of the things that was said was, you have a guy like Max Struess who should be counted on as your seventh or eighth or ninth guy. And at times this year, we've had to count on him as our fourth or fifth guy or something along those lines. I think what's interesting about it is that Max was actually moved to a lesser role this season, but has struggled more with it. He played really well as a starter last season. Like he played, they won a lot. They won like four out of every five games that he played last year. It just hasn't worked out off the bench. It's almost like without hero shot creation, uh, you know, and, and on the bench, they haven't had anybody else to go to there. And we've talked about Oladipo's struggles and, and Gabe's struggles at times off, times off the bench. And sometimes they haven't had either of them. And so I, I think that there just hasn't been anybody there to really create for Max. I do think one of the things that makes this difficult is we know that Jimmy has a more of a, a connection on the court with Max. But Bam has more of a connection on the court with Duncan. And, and I, I feel like we, we wanted Duncan out in part because this organization was so reliant. We talked about it. Bam getting Duncan open when it always should have been the reverse. But now I think Bam's increased aggressiveness. And the fact that nobody on this team can seem to throw him the damn ball, we know that Duncan will actually do that. And so I, I, I feel like it's, it's kind of a Bam move if you're going to go to Duncan more often instead of Shrews. Not that there's any problem between Bam and Shrews. I'm not, I'm not even suggesting suggest anything close to that. I'm just saying that we know that there is a natural connection between Bam and Duncan. And what yes. if all of a sudden he catches fire in these last 17 games or so and he shoots 43% from three and he finishes the season really strong? And even if they sputter out of the playoffs or the play in, if Duncan ends the season on a high note, that is a positive for the Miami Heat. So I think that there is yeah. a bit of hope trafficking that I can do in the direction of Duncan. And I normally don't do that. Y'all know that I've been trade Duncan most of uh, the time since the contract was signed, basically. Which, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, But this may be the moment they should play Duncan, not trade him. Here's the other thing. If he catches fire, will they keep playing? We saw in the playoffs last year. He made eight of nine in the opening playoff game for three and didn't get enough opportunities to make eight the rest of the way, which he talked about on his own podcast. All right, we're going to pivot to the point guard situation here, which is also an absence makes the heart grow fonder uh, scenario, except in that one, the other guy's not even available at this stage. We do want to tell you about another great sponsor, the Five Reasons Sports Network. It's Water Cleanup of Florida. You can find them at WCUFL.com. That's WCU fl.com and they've got a new program there we tell you about uh that whole team up there michael robert and his team based in boca they've got open enrollment in a new membership program and basically this is preventative maintenance it will assist the average homeowner become more aware of the primary maintenance needed in the home plus additional programs to place members on a hurricane priority list after major weather events and annual air quality testing services after over 60 plus years of investing Inspecting buildings for damage in South Florida, water cleanup in Florida has noticed trends that lead to the development of this really, of this unique program. And again, uh, they they and here's some of the factors: insurance claims typically do not cover damage due to a lack of primary maintenance. Leaking windows, doors, air handlers, and, and heavy rain seepage are just a few examples of costly products that could have been avoided if the product, property was better maintained. And most homeowners, most homeowners need help starting and following a property maintenance plan. So reach out. And check out their membership program. It's WCUFL.com, WCUFL.com, Water Cleanup of Florida. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's, speaking of guts now, does any of us have the guts to say they need Kyle Lowry right now? Oh, I, I mean, I was most I was most open that they didn't the way he was playing. So I, I guess I'll have to go first. But do either of you think they need Kyle Lowry right now? They could use him. <laughs> I think so too. I <laughs> but I mean, that him. that's just I'm speaking strictly basketball wise, right? Like all of that other stuff, which I we're not going to go into. But if you come hang out with us for our watch parties on playback, you may hear stuff you won't hear yes. anywhere else. Teasing it to come That's check, correct. come check that out. It's like a private, anyway, it's like a private party. Hush, hush. If you've been following close enough and hung out with us enough, um, and then you're part of the cool kids, you would know a little bit to maybe say, "I'm joking." Um, I don't know that the Lowry thing is salvageable, so I don't know what to take about make of that situation. But I do know that if you say a veteran point guard to stabilize certain units in certain moments and maybe occasionally hit a shot here or there, I mean, come on. Alex, are we just saying this because Gabe hasn't been what we, I think, projected or hoped that he would be from a consistency standpoint? He's had moments, but from a consistency standpoint. I mean, yes. But also, it can't. It, it can be both. That's the thing, because like, yeah, if Gabe was shooting better, then I think people wouldn't be calling for Kyle at all. And it definitely plays into what we were talking about. The you know the Duncan versus Max parallels. There's some similar things at play here. But I I, I agree with Leif. Basketball wise, they could use him. I've said it, you know, several pods now. They I really believe that they should try to see how he looks um, without Jimmy. In the sense of like, you know, all of his minutes didn't need to be stapled with Jimmy Butler, right? Mm-hmm. I think he would be nice to help organize bench units. Not that it would fix everything. I just, you know, that is his best trait is being a floor general. And even if he's declined, he's not going to stop declining. He's not getting any younger. So, yeah, there's no salvaging the situation in the sense that you're not getting maybe the the point guard that, that you thought you were getting when you first signed him. He could still give you something because Gabe has not been that guy. 
I like Gabe. I appreciate his game and what he does. It just hasn't worked out. And it's not all on him. He's not the only one missing shots, but he's been missing a lot of them. And it's been a good while now. It hasn't been just this, you know, like a short stretch of games. He's one of the guys whose um, shooting percentages fell off a cliff. And it's unfortunate because, again, right, this is kind of some of the things that we were talking about with Kyle. We've talked about about it with um, with Max and Gabe. I mean, uh, Max and Duncan, when they were in the starting lineup, guys like them and Kyle is a part of this now because of the way that he was used this season specifically. Guys like them, their whole production now is kind of dependent on how many three-point shots they make because that's like most of the shots they're taking are relief shots for the most part. You know, Not all of them, but a good majority of them. So yeah, when they're not making their threes, when they're slumping, the percentages are going to look bad and it's going to look even worse because that is the majority of their role. So yeah, Gabe, you know, might uh, maneuver some pick and rolls here and there, get some drop teams, get some mid-range shots going. You know, Kyle um, can do stuff with the ball, but they that's the way they've used him. So even if you throw him back into the starting lineup, if he's just missing shots again, it's the same problem is going to continue. So I, I, I think whether you're using him as a starter or a bench player, they could use him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they can throw him in as a starter right away. I, I think I, I'm with you. They have to separate him from Jimmy some. I know that sounds counterintuitive considering their relationship. But I do think they need to. One of the things that was said to me by someone high up in the organization yesterday was that the problem with the non-Jimmy, non-BAM minutes this year, which they acknowledge are a problem. We've talked about this a lot and how Eric can get rid of some of it. He tried the past couple of games. Then BAM had foul trouble in the last game, which made it harder. But one of the reasons they were able to get through those minutes last year is because Tyler wasn't alone out there. He had two veterans usually with him in those units in Lowry and Tucker. He doesn't have those kind of guys. And and Tyler on his own, when, when Vic is so up and down, can't stabilize those units. I mean, you can't expect, you know, a unit with whether it's with Caleb as well as he's played, which I think he's been their third most consistent guy this season. But Caleb with Zeller, whatever, you can't. You need some other vets on there to help stabilize. I think that's where Kyle's role could be, putting him I in also as have- a starter. I also have a relevant number here. Um, shout out John Jablanca. I feel like we shout him out every other podcast at this point. He is absolutely on top of all of the numbers. And he he does really great work on Twitter. And for my behalf, he does a writer. But I wanted to shout him out because um, he was kind of defending the player that Kyle was, particularly earlier this season. But for mm-hmm. the season, um, with Kyle Lowry in the lineup, the team is in the 79th percentile in turnover percentage and 39th mm-hmm. without him. And that's a huge, huge drop off. And we know I don't even have to get into how important it is for them to win that turnover battle. Well, so Alex, it's not all about I mean, that, but that's that's one of the areas he could really help you with. Well, that comes after last night. I mean, see, I, I feel like the absence the, the, this is this is coming up over as we're speaking. This was last night, twenty-two turnovers. That that's that, and I know Vic had the most in five, but Vic wouldn't be handling that much if Kyle was oh, playing. So he had such a I, bad game last night. Anyway, I, I digress. I know he did, and, and there's a whole other conversation we have to have about him. But that's part of this. If, if Vic was playing well, if consistently, if Gabe was playing well consistently, if Max was making shots, if the whole guard room as a whole was playing better, we would not be talking about putting Kyle Lowry back in, considering that a large part of the blame for the season is on his play. I mean, it's just, that's the reality. I mean, we have a $28 million gaping hole where you're not getting consistent production from that player, but now you're looking at it. You're like, okay, there are some things that he could provide here. I think it just depends what kind of mindset he comes back with. First, the knee's got to be healthy. Okay. However hurt that is or isn't, he's got to be healthy, but also it's just, it's a mindset issue. It's, 
how does he want to contribute to this group this year? I mean, I, and, I, and I feel like there are ways that he can do it. He did it last season playing without the starters. He was instrumental in carrying them. And the other thing that was said, to, in fairness to Kyle, someone high up in the organization said this to me too, he said, we played him too much this year. I mean, there was a point where Kyle Howard was second in the league in minutes per game. Like that right. is not that something that should have been happening at his age, but some of that was due to the parts in and out. So here's where I close on this as we close. And thanks to our sponsors, Prize Picks, Better Edge, and of course, Water Cleanup of Florida. Also, the Eric Rubenstein, ericrubenstein.com. Go there, our personal injury attorney. Um, check him out. He's asked about me, I got you on uh, Instagram. And Eric, Eric does, you see him at all the heat games, sitting courtside, because he's doing a good job for his clients. He's getting them money. You get your money. Okay, when something happens to you, whether it's medical malpractice, car accident, anything like that, the Eric Rubenstein injury report. Uh, right now, everybody looks to be pretty healthy coming in the next game, other than Kyle. It looks like everybody is ready to go. Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's ready to go for the next game against Cleveland. But just to close on this, I mean, where I come down on this is nobody but Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and to a degree, Tyler Hero and Caleb Martin has secured regular minutes on this, like should be guaranteed regular minutes on this team. So if if that's the case, then if Max isn't going, give Duncan a shot. If if Gabe is not Listen. getting it done and you've got Kyle Lowry and he's ready to play, I don't say you start him, but I do think that there's a role here. I don't think anybody else has earned the right. I mean, we agree with that. I mean, I feel like Caleb is the other is the other guy, is the fourth guy who has earned minutes this You're season, right? right? Consistent minutes. Absolutely. And and I would just say, um, and I'll I'll let Alex sneak in here, is that I just I can't run away from the fact that Duncan is a player that you have under contract going forward and Max is not. And I think that that's something to consider. Anyway. That's also the case with Gabe. It's the case with Gabe and Kyle too. I mean, money um, does come into this. These are this 20, that's $46 million on on your books. And I'm always in favor of playing the guy who's playing better, not playing the salary. But if the other two guys are not playing better and they're up for contract extensions, then you play the salary, right? I mean, I, I mean, Lowry, I mean, I know I've completely flipped on Lowry. I'm not in favor of putting Lowry in the starting lineup for Gabe right now. I'm not, but I am in favor of taking a look at what Kyle can provide if his head is in the right place and his knee is feeling okay. Alex, you want to close? Go ahead. Really just wanted to throw in uh, some more numbers that I was looking up here while we were doing this now related to the Kyle Gabe stuff. Um, the the numbers with Gabe in the starting lineup, despite his terrible shooting, have been very, very good. They're like a plus 18 net rating um, in the, I, I think it was like 115 minutes that he's been with the starters this season. And Kyle, when I looked it up, it's about, twice as many minutes more or less so it's a little bit more of a sample but it's about plus 2.93 so still good but that's a big big difference so despite Gabe's bad shooting like they're winning those minutes by a lot and we keep coming back to the same stuff like almost all of their like better role players even the guys whose shooting has dipped you plug them into with their top three and now you know I'm conceding that Caleb is the fourth I'm, I'm with you there like whether you do it with the three or with the four they have really good lineups and it's like, you know, some are better than others, but there's just, I think there's more to that they can, you know, get from trying to figure out the rotation because clearly like the, they're winning most of their minutes with the starters. And it's like, we're, the whole season has been this and it's well, part really of the frustrating that they still haven't figured out the, the, the right mix of guys and well, the right lineup the specifically. 
the part of the problem is the starters aren't playing enough. I, I just, I still just don't think Jimmy and Bam are playing enough. I, I that's, I'm going to keep coming back to that. I think they're 36 minute game players at this stage. If you're trying to make a push, um, here's the one other thing I will say about this. And then we close and we will do playback tomorrow. You can't put Kyle in the starting lineup with Kevin Love. You cannot do it because the only, no, you can't because no, I'm just saying, because the only way that no, you were able valid. to protect yourself with Kyle in the starting lineup was having Caleb chase the guards around you. And can't, Tyler, but, Hold on, hold yes, on. I'm gonna I'm gonna push I mean, back yeah. here. No, I'm gonna push back here because the thing is, they're not dropping with Kevin Love, so they don't need somebody going over screens. Their their actual defensive game plan is. I, Alex, I understand. I just you're putting three bad defenders. Kyle's a bad defender at this stage. Well, you're the thing is, I was gonna say here to be fair to Kyle, Kyle is better as a help defender than a one on one guy, and the specific defensive coverage that they throw out there with Love is actually more favorable to Kyle because he's a really good help defender. And I think where when you're showing and recovering, it's all about the rest of the guys behind yeah. Love to step up. And I I mean, Lowry is a good help defender. So I think that sounds like keep... first quarter stuff, Alex. That's not late game stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. We're definitely not talking late game with Kevin Love exactly. and Kyle Lowry. But I just think like if you're going to throw him back into the starting lineup, Alex, it makes sense defensively. Right you're being too smart right now because I know what you're saying makes basketball sense. And I'm saying I do not want to see Kevin Love, Kyle Lowry, and Tyler Hero on the floor together to start games. Well, what about all the outlet passes? Bam, Bam and Jimmy should just literally walk off the floor and say, I'm not playing tonight. Like, you cannot. You can't. I watched Kevin Love in space yesterday. You can't. You can't do it. You can't. You'd have to put Caleb back in the starting line. That's my view. <laughs> I'm you just have- imagining Lowry and Love like both on one oh, side of the court <laughs> trying to outlet pass, both of them not running down. It's 2014. I'm not. No, no, no. We're not. We're not. No, no, no. You'd have to put Kayla back in the starting lineup. I don't. I don't think that makes any sense. Look, if you're gonna bring, if you're gonna put Lowry back in the starting lineup with Love, then yes, you'd get Caleb and Gabe back together. I'm, but on the bench. But no, I'm not. Not doing it. All right. That Alex, much smarter than Greg and I. Greg and I agree, though. That'll be. That'll be the death of me. You put the two of them. No, I'm not, just I don't want I don't want to see any of that. All right. Thanks to our sponsors again. WCUFL.com is Florida Water Cleaner, Florida, Better Edge, and Prize Picks. Check us out on playback tomorrow. We tell you stuff we don't tell you here. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.